Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry Butter. Or, see, I combined bugger and boater. Do you hear what I did? You said Barry the Butter. Yeah, that's... Butter? Butter. Yeah. Are you kind of buttered up today there? Uh, I'm, or what? I'm, I'm, but, I'm a buttered boater. Or if we want to give it a Hawaiian tint, we could just say brudda. Yeah, well, we call <laughs> uh, we call him Barry the Boater, or the Boater. Or buried to bugger. So we got to combine How about them. just English, Greg? Well, we're making up our own. Clear English. and concise English. Why would we start doing that? That would, uh, we want to welcome all people and create our own language. Kind of like a, uh, a boating version of Pig Latin. Oh, I forgot how that worked. Yeah. Well, now, uh, now you know. So, uh, <laughs> Captain Rusty is threatening to join us as well. Uh, he's running a little bit uh, late there at Jacksonville Marine. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's doing a walkthrough of his new house is what he's doing. He's not at Jacksonville Marine. What do you mean? He's do- I'm watching. I'm following him on Facebook. He's he's doing a walkthrough of his new house. He's supposed to be on Facebook Live with us right now. I'm You're telling he's- you. He's, he's, doing, he's posting pictures of, hey, yeah, the exterior's done, and we're getting ready to do all the paint, and we're at the closing on December 18th, and somebody's getting a new house for Christmas. Huh. Oh, so he's having a house built completely, bottom up. He yes. Is. Well, he's rolling yeah. in the dough. The well, way. no, because Rusty, the way he does it, is did the roof first, then they raised the roof, erected the walls. You know, yeah. he's always got to do it a little. Plus, it's Jacksonville. Right. Well, he's in Jacksonville. Uh, Patrick and myself are in Orlando. And uh, buried a bugger and or boater. Is uh, down there in the heart of the voting mess. This Barry, weekend. I try. I, I just want you to know. I, I I really really try. I've got a large supply of rubber bands that I'm continuously shooting at Greg mm. to get him to keep from from doing ridiculous stuff like that. What, what you like need voting? a squirt bottle, the same thing you do with a cat. You know, no, I can't. I water. can't do that in the studio. It's too much no, electronics. Right. No. We have money. Uh, big big money going on here, uh, but but you know Barry is is trying to manage the voting mess down there in uh, in South Florida because you're right there in the middle of it, right, Barry? Was Broward that? County, we're number one. Where yes, yeah. <laughs> you you were <laughs> he, he was outside like wearing a t shirt and flashing people and all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he's just all right, uh, Greg. Incoming, what? Incoming? No, quit it. You know that kind of feels good. Such a strange person. Fifty Shades of Greg. Anyway, so uh, uh, how is that affecting you down there? Aren't you anxious just to get out on your boat and get away from that nonsense? I mean, uh, we, I just don't turn on the TV anymore. Yeah. So you see, well, I, I say go out on your boat. That'd be the best way to get away. Well, yeah, and then play some music. Don't listen to any radio stations because that's they're all they're talking about. about. Thing. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's all over the national news. So once again, Florida is in the spotlight for reasons we'd prefer not to be. 
But I blame Barry because he's down there. We're not. So this, uh, you know, it's like another world down there. So uh, it's it's definitely another world down here. Yes, yes it is indeed. But uh, last week, you know, who would have thought this would have happened? I mean, maybe everybody. We predicted. We predicted it actually. We we didn't predict this. We mess did. down in, in, in Yes, we did. In a Nostradamus scenario, we predicted this because if you remember going back about four weeks ago. We had that whole discussion about percentages. Remember, Barry? Uh, four weeks ago? It was about four weeks ago. Look, I need to get my brain Maybe, maybe five. We if were it's talk- like most we, World of we, Boating we, shows, I've blocked it out. We, we were talking about percentages. Uh, I think right. it was like one half of one percent of a million or something like that. Mm. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember? And yeah, ten, $10 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and here we are, million. Florida in percentages. We predicted it, Greg. Well, we know how great Barry is at math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, they have, it in, they have it written in law that if it's less than a half a percent difference between uh, one candidate and the other, they do an automatic recount. It's already written in the book. So yeah, they've already started that part. I just saw that right before we went on the air. They're, they've officially yeah, and then, announced then if it's, it. Then if it's... A quarter percent of that one percent of that percentage. of that it's a hand recount. Uh, get I out of your abacus. <laughs> you think I should have ordered that when I did my SAT thirty forty years ago? What an abacus! No, no. Uh, you, you know how you did your SAT? You had to bubble in those sheets. Maybe yeah. I should have had them send it back through the machine again and do a recount. I'm sorry. You're one of them college-educated Floridians. <laughs> you're oh, one boy, of them rarefied folk. Don't That's be coming right. at us with the acronyms like SAT and ACT and DPS and ABC and ESPN. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so sad, though, honestly, not just for the obvious reasons. But last week, you had the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. and I Yes, heard we did. Flibs. Big, big things. It went really, really well. The weather yeah, was good. The weather was, yep, the weather and, was good. And people were doing big business. And I was now there. It's been overshadowed. Uh, I was there. Well, I went. I mean, there's a dark side to everything. But I'm just saying what I heard that was that it went really, really well. I I talked with several boat manufacturers and they had um, a very, very good show. Did you hear the word records being set? No, you didn't hear that. No, but I'm sure there will have been a record set for attendance, even though they never actually issue the actual attendance numbers for that boat show. It'll be a record turnout. Well, the I'm numbers sure. will be out, but it'll and, take a month or and so. And let me say this. Then there'll be a recount. Let, let me say the this. second Co- one. A couple things. Because it's in yeah. Broward County. Exactly. A couple, couple things for people who yeah. may be thinking about attending the boat show next year at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Okay. Okay. It is well worth your while if you are going to plan if you're planning on attending and you're planning on driving. Get there early. I got beachside parking right across from the Swimming Hall of Fame, which is where the press office check-in was. Yeah, yeah. For twenty dollars for the day. Oh, that's pretty good. No, no, that is outstanding. Mm -hmm. And that lot. What time of the morning are we talking? That lot. At 8.30 in the morning, there was plenty of parking still available. Now, that's at the corner of uh, Las, Olas and the- Las Olas and A1A. Right. Okay. But the and, show doesn't open till 10. But for press, right. I was there at 9. Okay. I could okay. get in. Yeah. So, 
And there, the thing is, you go right up to A1A, there's all these beachside restaurants. Yeah. You can watch the sun come up, mm-hmm. watch, do some people watching, have a nice breakfast, you know, and then go get in line. Unless you, if you're smart, you've already got your ticket pre-printed, mm-hmm. and you just bypass the uh, the ticket booth, and you get right there to get checked in because that line was a crazy long man. Well, I'm that, sure that was insane. You can get your tickets online with the app now, can't you? Oh, you can, but yeah. you'd be surprised how many people still wind up going to. The, yeah. the the ticket Don't office. Don't be one of there. those boaters. And for me, yeah. because I was able to get my press pass, you know, I, I just walked right in and I like, I'm with the press, right? And they're like, uh, "World of boating, we know you guys." It's like, "Yes, you do. Thank you very much." Arrest them now. Yeah. All security. But seriously, if you if you if you're planning on going, just go early and get the, the get pre- it over with. No, get the premium parking for twenty bucks. Go have a nice breakfast beachside. Yeah. And then go over to the boat show. Mm-hmm. Don't show up there at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock and you're parking over at the mall and you're taking the water taxi or the shuttle bus or all that nonsense. Well, I, in all honesty, though, they have set it up pretty nicely. If you do one I'm of not saying they didn't. I'm just saying things. if make it a thing. You know, there are some great stressful. There are some great restaurants right there. I mean, right on the other side of that parking lot on Las Olas. You got that, the quarter deck. Get a great blackened fish sandwich and that black you, beans and rice. I don't honey. know that you're going to have that for breakfast. I bet they'd do it for you. But Tell them Greg's just, uh, They're mm. coming back from the beach with the fresh catch at that time in the morning is what they're doing. Well, you're, maybe. You're getting to see what you're about to eat. Right. Um, but you can, you can go and just really be relaxed and then just stroll over and go through the line and, and get boom, you're in the boat show. And I walked that entire show. Over over at Bahia Mar, right? I walked the entire thing again. Manufacturers reported um, a great show. There were some things that I saw that, as the show goes on today, that I do want to talk about. And okay. We're going to wait and see if Rusty winds up joining us. If not, and that's beyond uh, like the typical boat fluff that we see walking down the streets there at the Fort No, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking show. about what what I saw that really. Surprise! This is coming from somebody who's been in the industry now since he was 18, so coming up on 33 years. That really surprised me. Hmm. Well, there's a good tease. What did Captain Patrick see at Flibs? Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. Plus, Captain Rusty, all up next on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Captain Patrick and Barrett, a boater. That is Eric Stone. He was uh, playing uh, all week during the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show uh, last week. I was following him on Facebook Live, which, by the way, we're broadcasting today on Facebook Live. If you want to join us, I see Jimmy Crane's in there. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Amongst a few other folk. But you can just uh, go to the World of Boating Facebook page and uh, watch me. Watch me talk. You won't see Patrick because he won't get in the frame. He has uh, something that has to do with law enforcement uh, or or the uh, witness protectors, uh, protection program. That is, uh, therefore, he cannot be on our Facebook Live video. But you can't see me. There's that. You, when, when we come up for contract negotiations that's what you're going to do the year then uh, we can talk about we're going to negotiate a, being able to yeah. see you on on yeah, video we'll, we'll see how much money you're willing to come up with to to, uh, to keep you off the there internet. you go hey listen um down at lauderdale yeah um there were uh, some things that i saw that uh were quite surprising and unique, little out no, of the ordinary. No, not, not unique. Okay. Uh, one of which um, uh, I'm not going to take credit for predicting, but I did predict it uh, quite a number of years ago, mm. and that is the number of cruisers, um, let's say, in your uh, 36, moving up into the 42-foot range, that are now going outboard power. 
Okay. So boats of that that nature, express cruisers, sport cruisers, talking about cabin boats that you would not have thought that traditionally would have been V drive ten years ago, most recently would have been IPS, and now manufacturers are going uh, with outboard options for them as well. It was amazing walking down, especially like H dock. Greg, every time I turn my head to the left, turn my head to the right, outboards, outboards, mm-hmm. outboards, outboards. I can't remember a boat show where I saw so many outboard offerings on boats that five years ago were stern drive. Well, why why do you think that is? Cost? Well, well, no, uh, I, ease I know, of I, maintenance. I, I, I know why. Okay, I mean there, it's a it's a multi layered uh, answer to that. One goes back to many many years ago GM's decision to stop offering the three liter um, for marinization. Okay, that was the entry level four cylinder engine stern drive. Okay, when that went away, that left the four point three liter Vortec V six. That engine went away, so now you've got a four point six or a five liter as your entry level engine. Your price price point becomes higher, so boat manufacturers started looking at uh, going to jet drives or outboards. You know, um, so some went in jet drive, and uh, jet boats are nice, um, but they kind of know one speed. They're not terribly fuel efficient and they really don't have any trim characteristics the boat just kind of runs the way it runs just like a v-drive you know runs the way it runs once it's up on plane you kind of that's what you got um so that left uh outboards so you had boat manufacturers that started to retool product to offer stern drive and outboards or came up with brand new hull designs for outboards as a whole outboards certainly the nature of uh, the engine has changed in the last 10 years um it's a much better running uh probably maybe superior now your cost initially for an outboard versus a stern drive is going to be more but if you're planning on keeping that boat let's say five years down the road you're probably going to come out ahead on the maintenance end of it because you're not having to pull a drive every year, check alignment, um, inspect bellows hoses, replace bellows hoses, shift cable boots, things of that nature. You still have to change gear lube and you still need to pull your prop and change your prop shaft. To date, I think there's only one outboard manufacturer that offers a twin prop. I believe that's Suzuki. So it'd be interesting to see you know, more outboard manufacturers get into that because you're still kind of limited. But what's really changed it is joysticks. When joysticks got introduced on the IPS and then the Zeus, and then they started to offer it uh, like the Optimus system with Yamaha mm-hmm. for outboard engines, now... I've got out twin outboards, triple out. I can go joystick steering for my close quarter maneuvering, and I can trim my engines completely up out of the water. If I'm in salt, I don't have the corrosion or the maintenance that I do with a stern drive that is going to be immersed in that basically corrosive liquid. Right. Um, that's kind of what's to win win. Plus, idiot proof and well, uh, you know, well, environment proof. I'll, I'll say bit. this: e- even though it shouldn't matter, 
the aesthetic package that's been designed around outboards. I'm talking about Seven Marines. I'm talking about uh, Evan Rude, Johnson. They look cool. They look cool. Um, Very manly you, you, or womanly. I mean, you, you know, I'm not going to. You can see what I, you can see what I'm running. I don't. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed by having hanging this off the back end of my boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are those consumers that are willing to sacrifice the swim platform space for the outboards. And there's manufacturers that are saying, "Hey, we we realize this, so we're going to extend that swim platform to make sure that you've got enough pass through room between what would traditionally be the aft gunnel." And the engine, so you can still go back there and entertain. So they're getting very, very creative with what they're doing with that transom space, right? With outboards as well. I like it. I, they look, they do look cool. They're putting four or five or seven. Well, the the uh, <laughs> which one did? You, what was the biggest one you saw this year? Six, Sixty-five foot. Um, HBC's uh, offering with the uh, five, five, seven Marine. Um, they've had up to seven on one, haven't they? And in, in five is it five is the biggest so far? Yeah, but that's yeah. five like six fifties or something, right? That the, the width of a transom that hangs seven of those off the back. Yeah, well, I can't is, is just, You know, once you get past three, it's like what? There's five? Holy crap! Yeah, you know your 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 fuel gauge isn't in hash marks; it's in dollar signs. Yeah, well, you know at that point. But that's yeah. that's like a fifty three knot you know uh, vessel, mm-hmm. and it's what they're referring to as a center console yacht. Okay, you know I'm looking at a a thirty two foot pursuit with two 300 horsepower yamahas and it's beautiful the way it's laid out it, it, it has the why are you looking at that are you thinking about upgrading now oh, yeah right no i can't tell that with my little tacoma uh, but i'm just saying he was talking about having these outboards out there if they set them up right you could still use the transom to get in and out of the boat yep and uh, every the whole package the whole power package is one little package it's easy to change out mm-hmm. it's easy to repair I think it's more efficient having that shorter drivetrain. Well, there you go. Barry sold. He just has to get a new truck first. Simple as that. We got more coming up. Uh, Rusty, Captain Rusty, threatening to join us. It could be next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. We're just going to go with that for now, since it is the World of Boating. Uh, rounding out the crew, Captain Rusty is at Jacksonville Marine, and he's doing so well, he's gotten uh, distracted by a customer and making money. And so he can't really talk to us at the moment. But hopefully by the end of the uh, our little virtual cruise through the latest boating news and information, he's going to be able to join us. We will see. Yeah, I want to get his thoughts on the boat, Joe, too, because he wasn't he down there. Uh, he was he was down there. In fact, we we kind of passed each other. He was probably flying overhead as I was driving. Yeah, uh, down. as soon as you got there, he's like, "All right, I'm out of dodge." Uh, actually, I got there. I'm like, later. "Rusty, where are you?" He's like, "I just landed in Jacksonville." It's like, <sighs> and then he was like, "Yes, yeah, timed it perfect." The the weird thing was, I could swear I saw him walking over by the Chris Craft booth. I think he was just. He was telling me he wasn't there. He, was, I think he was that just was hiding. His body double. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, going back to these these offerings, especially these uh, stern drive boats that are now offered with outboards. So we you've got manufacturers that 
had existing models with stern drives and uh, you know i know in the, in like say uh, somebody like regal they're uh marketing theirs as power of choice mm-hmm. so you you have your option you know stern drive um or outboard or um as with the 30 this new 38 that they unveil down there you'll have your option of uh stern drive um or triple outboards on this and we're actually going to have um probably jake cook uh next weekend come on and tell us uh you know pretty much what what they had happen at the boat show and about this new 38 sweet because what you wind up doing is the engine room where you know if you opt for the outboards now you've got this More huge space. storage area yeah you know and another what, bedroom what many well what manufacturers are doing to to utilize that uh, because there's you can't have two different molds because that creates issues. So mm-hmm. uh, and throw another turlet in there and pushing the aft firewall back really doesn't become an option because you have the engine opening and you can't have that aft firewall beyond that opening. But you got that big opening which would be be uh, very airy for a, a second head. Just once you want the uh, once I would just let you there. just Don't let you. me finish a thought. Never. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Now, what type of boat do you see yourself in? Well, I'm not sure, but I, what I do know that I need to be out in the open sea. Well, you got to ask yourself some questions. Do you like speed? Do you like to hear the roar of an engine? Do you want to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible? If that turns you on, then you want a powerboat. Okay, that's it. That's it. Power. That's me. That's one way to go. But maybe you want to slow down. You know, listen to the wind and the water. Have sunrise and sunset as your only clock. Know that you could go around the world on less than a tank of gas. Now, if that sounds good to you, then maybe you're sailors. This is not a hobby. This... It's a lifestyle. I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought I'd spot some land. I yelled for Captain E-Rib, I have you understand. Who came running to the deck, said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder, cut the engines, change the sails. Haul on the bowline, we sang that melody like all tough sailors do when they're far away at sea. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. So, Patrick, i got to ask. I know you're so uh, locked into these outboard motors and the stern drives and all that stuff. That's what caught your eye at the four line. No, there was more than that, but you, you know, won't let me finish. Well, I just want to say, what about sailboats? Did you even bother to glance over at the the exotic sailboats on display in Fort Lauderdale or no? Or do you not? They were, well, you know what? There were a couple, there were some cats. Yeah. um, In evidence. Because they usually have some really big ones, but, uh, right there uh, by the Bahia Mar, but like three I, masts, I type monsters. I Perina don't recall. Navis. I kind of tend to walk right by the. Well, boats. I know you're a stink potter. Well, it, listen, it, it's not so much that as sailing. I and I used to sail when I when I was a teenager on the Banana River. That was actually the second boat. Yeah, that. But uh, then when Christopher Cross came out with that song, you're like, no more. So. The, the thing is, I admire people who, I mean, really, they take it 
to heart because it is nothing less than a ballet on the water. Uh, sailing, I mean, true, I'm talking, you know, mm-hmm. strong wind, you know, you're tacking. Um, you're kind of like, it, you're a real boater. It, you it is a dance on the water, and I admire people greatly who have command of their vessel in those type of conditions mm-hmm. versus the guy who is got his sail up and is, got, is running his engine, but he's got a sail up, and he's right in the middle of the channel. And because he's got a sail up, and you can't be for sure that he's under engine power, he is the stand-on vessel, and you can't overtake him. And you're stuck behind him for 10 miles because he won't give way. Well, he can't because he... No, he could if he wanted to, but he won't because he's got a... uh, Eight foot keel, right? So he's got to be dead center in the middle of the channel, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I have a smaller boat. I can go around his port or starboard. Side. There you go. See, Barry the boater thought well in advance when he got his vessel. Listen, uh, seismic shifts in, in boating in evidence down at at Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, how so? Um, less traditional gauge packages, more. Um, glass cockpit. Mm-hmm. It's the way of the world. Well, get used to it. It's um, all going to be apps and things instead of it, having some. It's it's gauge. it's going to be what you're going to find. Yeah. You're going to pull all your engine data up in front of you. Um, not going to go into the you know uh, whether that's good or bad. If you've listened to the show long enough, it's uh, good. You kind of know my feelings. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that stuff. Um, but it is the way of the world and. There is there is some really cool stuff going on with those offerings, especially by uh, people like Garmin. Um, really seem to have the upper hand on the glass cockpits. What Volvo Penta is doing with Garmin, uh, tailoring nurse systems um, for that, and in my discussions with the guys at Garmin. Um, you know, if you have like an older unit, you know, maybe it's uh, five six years old. You go in, you can update like your cell phone. You know, you can go in and update it and get the latest updates and stuff like that. The downside is if you're used to your screen looking a certain way, don't do it because it's going to change everything on you, and then you're going to be really upset. And I, I don't think you can kind of back back it yeah, up. Yeah, but if you're you're familiar with their basic, uh, you know type of layout it's yep. pretty easy to figure out garmin uh, and they do this in the aviation industry too they kind of keep everything closed in kind of like apple so they're, they're they're very proprietary on you know the relationships they they work out with like like you said volvo penta and stuff and then they keep the electronics and the oh yeah no i avionics love into that so because they control it they can definitely customize it and kind of keep it within that flame framework so if you're going, actually, if you're going from a boat to an airplane, there's definitely some commonality on how they inter, interface with their, uh, you know, how you get around on the screen. Just like if you're used to using an iPhone. Well, that, so once you get their, their system uh, a little bit familiar with it, it's pretty easy to pick it up. Well, that's where I think they, when they, where they overtook Raymarine was the systems that they were putting in the boats were similar when people were using Garmin. Um, handheld navigation displays for their cars yeah 
you know, it was the same touchscreen type of thing, and he understood it. Mm-hmm. And Raymarine, um, you know, it, it kind of befuddled people with the buttons, you right. know, down the uh, and the you're going to go with what you're right familiar with. Yeah, I'd much rather touch, point, and drag than you know have to go through these series of buttons and stuff like that. So everything has kind of moved to that touchscreen stuff now, but. The way that they've designed their system to where, you know, even if you have an older unit, you can update and, you know, add mm-hmm. the newer features and stuff like that is really, really cool. Um, so more glass cockpit, more screen displays, less traditional gauge packages, uh, of course, more and more EVs. information. EVC stuff, you yeah. know, less moving cables, steering cables, things like that, more joystick controls. But here was a big trend that I saw, too, and this is in the uh, kind of the sport cruiser category. So, you know, your 38, your 42-foot um, cruisers where the cabin down below, their manufacturers are completely eliminating the galleys down below and they're doing strictly a galley up design in the cockpit and leaving down below for you know your forward v berth your aft berth and your heads and making everything that you would be doing down below aside from sleeping and going to the bathroom you can do up in the cockpit so it's that i've got a 360 degree view i can see and be seen nobody wants to be stuck down below deck you know using the galley microwaving something cooking Mm -hmm. something having to go down to the refrigerator every time you know even if you have a cockpit fridge hey let's just let's just make it like this we're gonna have one unit kind of get our costs in line just do strictly a galley up in the cockpit and create more space down below since people want to have i mean what manufacturers wound up doing is We've got a galley down below, and we've got another one up in the cockpit. Well, let's just eliminate the one down in the cabin, yeah. leave the one in the cockpit, make a, a flat-screen TV that comes up out of the countertop, still have flat screens in the uh, sleeping areas, and the up top, again, is for entertaining. Um, well, that makes sense because, you know, what are you going down for when you're on your boat like that? You're going down there to sleep or, like you said, relieve yourself. Yeah, but, And then well, when you eat... You, you know, you might fix your food down there in the galley, but nine times out of ten, you want to go up on the deck and, and eat. But here's out in the open. If I you think can. what happened years ago is it was kind of a status thing. I know it's going to sound weird, but it was a status thing to say, yeah, I got to go down into the cabin. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, you know, I, I got to go down the cabin and, you know, there's the galley, you know, and all that. But at that time, you know, you didn't have fully enclosed cockpits. You know, you didn't have these electric uh, sunroofs, you know, systems, you know, 20 years ago, like what we're seeing now Mm -hmm. in the 42, 38-foot, 46-foot. So those would start, those uh, upstairs galleys would start in around 30 or so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're seeing more of that to where it's moved up top. And again, what's down in the cabin is left for sleeping right and use of facilities to relieve mm-hmm. yourself yeah and everything else is done up above deck makes total sense buried a boater I think, yeah i think they got their cue if you think about it houses in the past 15 years they've taken the kitchens and opened them up and made them into a greater room 
Because when you have a party, you have people over, they tend to congregate around the kitchen anyhow. That's right. So maybe that's the same thinking. When you have friends come over on your boat, they're all going to sit around. And, and what do they do? They swim and they eat. Mm-hmm. So why not have the galley upstairs on the top where everyone can hang around and eat and converse? Yep. Yeah. And what you're seeing is these enclosures, these aft enclosures, are now fully retractable. Doors will open up. And that's where they're putting like the cooking surfaces. So if you are cooking... Everything will vent off the back of the boat. Yeah. Or you just call Uber flights and they'll drone one, uh, drone your food out to you. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium. Instead of just to it, be adventurous, be amazed, be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast who are you uh we're from the uh State mental institution. Uh, we chartered the boat. We're going to go fishing, and uh, that's all there is to it. But I won't cry myself asleep. My soul no longer weeps. My body lies in the heart of the sea. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, a boater, and also Captain Rusty. Finally, from Jacksonville Marine, has joined the crew to finish it out strong. Rusty, how are you, buddy? I, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. How about you guys? We're, uh, I'm great. What about Patrick? Yeah? Pat, Patrick good? No. Yeah. 
He did, yeah. I'm not very impressed. It didn't sound like he was good. It sounded like he was sad. No, it sounds. I got more news to talk about. More news. (laughs) Then go. Okay, so rounding out my visit to Flibs, Fort Lauderdale, probably the biggest thing. And we're talking about outboards, and we're talking about the uh, larger boats, boats that we traditionally would not have thought of going outboard power going in that direction. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's always a concern because it's going to be gas-powered. Well, Cox Powertrain, Powertrain unveiled their 300-horsepower diesel outboard. Hmm. This is 10 years in development. Okay, and so, that gives us the advantage of? Well, you've got less maintenance, mm-hmm. less fuel burn. Uh, now, your co- costs are going to be higher at purchase as we we've seen with outboards but over the life of the engine it's going to outperform be less hassle less maintenance than gas outboards and here's what's coming that nobody's talking about in the industry as of yet we saw what happened the last five six years with gas inboard outboard engines where the epa mandated that they had to be catalyzed Okay, mm-hmm. for emissions control, it's coming for outboards as well, and nobody's really sure yet what that's going to do for outboards. We know that engine manufacturers were able to do some really innovative stuff as far as the engineering with the the engine packages for the IOs, and actually increase performance, increase horsepower, uh, uh, reduce fuel burn, and create a lighter engine. Um, really a, a tremendous feat of engineering all the way across the board. Not sure what this is going to mean for outboards or what it's going to do to those nice, svelte, aesthetic-looking cowling packages when you have to add a catalyst system for the exhaust. But Cox did unveil this 300-horsepower diesel outboard, which is going to be huge as boat manufacturers, again, move into offering their larger yachts with outboard power, this creates a whole nother game change in that regard because if I had my druther, I would certainly opt for the diesel outboard over a gas outboard once I'm going, say, over 14,000 pounds. How heavy is this motor? Uh, Just to look it up. Give me just a second. 826 pounds. And getting the fuel, getting the diesel, not a problem, though. Not a problem. 25% better range compared to gas and designed to last up to three times longer. Mm -hmm. And and there are plenty of yachts out there that already use diesel, so the diesel fuel is available. Okay. Yeah, this this was probably the the, the biggest, best thing that I saw uh, where they finally got it unveiled after 10 years of engineering to get it into that. And if if you understand diesel engines... You kind of understand the challenges that were based on this um, and ultimately what they wound up um, doing. It's based on a four-stroke V8 architecture, mm-hmm. uh, probably not unlike what Ford does with their power stroke diesel where it's really based off of gas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be a low RPM. They'll probably yeah. need something to speed up the prop. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you, you're not worried. I mean – Depending on what they do as far as prop size, you know, and uh, how they wind up applying for different bottoms, running surfaces, 
um, what the boat's designed for, say, a center console versus a larger cruiser, will all play into that. What's exciting is that they find, and it's a 300-horsepower offering, this is huge, and it's just going to be the first of many coming um, into the marketplace. Well, there you go. Now I'll let Rusty talk. Yeah, I was going to say, Rusty, you want to get in your two cents about what you saw in Fort Lauderdale? Anything catch your eye? Uh, nothing actually caught my eye. And I well, know, thank you, I, Rusty. Been a pleasure. I will say that I was when I went around looking at the boats, and I was curious about the sails. Um, from some of the boat, not Patrick. I'm not sure how good your guys did. I heard some did extremely well. Others were a little disappointed in actually the show. We did amazingly sell. well. Good, good. I heard that also. Cobalt did well. Everglades did well. Uh, in pursuit, I heard those are three brands that did extremely yeah. well at the show. And you guys, you felt you did better than expected, or as good as expected? What? How? Where would you put it there, Rusty? On um, on the Chris Craft, I think I don't think they did as good as expected. Yeah. Um, actually, what I thought was odd, Stingray sold nine boats at the show, which was crazy because if you found them, you were lucky. They were like in a back corner, and they had like three boats up against the wall. And how they sold nine, I have no idea. But Price. Uh, yeah, Maybe. You know, and, and people do want to, you know, they can't afford it. So I, I'm, I'm sure you're right. That's what happened. Um, and the Cobalt, Cobalt booth was always full. I heard they sold that Everglades for like $1.2 million. At the show, which was nice. Yeah. So, yeah, people were spending money, but I think there's some others that just were hoping to do better than they did. Hmm. Interesting. Well, time will tell. I guess yep. we'll have to leave it at that uh, for this week and and, uh, and and see where it progresses. In the meantime, uh, they have to count some votes and stuff down there and have a, that nightmare to deal with. But we were focused on the more positive boating stuff, so hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, well, you know, you have that to look forward to. So now it's not so bad, is it? And on that note, we'll end it. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor. Come on, guys. Life is better. Life is better as as a a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.